Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Cheat Sheet Podcast. My name is Ethan. Um, I would be here with Carl, but he is sick today. So I will just be recording a couple minutes here by myself. Just giving you a short little preview to week nine. Some rankings and some players I really like for this week. Um, so let's go ahead and just get it started looking at some positional rankings. Uh, position by position, we've got, let's start out at running back. And uh, at running back this week, a couple guys that I like. First of all, DJ Dallas, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. It's looking like Chris Carson's not going to play. Um, same with Carlos Hyde. They're, they've both been ruled out already. Um, last week, DJ Dallas had 18 carries, um, as well as five targets, five catches. Um, the fact that Travis Homer really got sprinkled in only for uh, a carry gives me confidence in DJ Dallas this week in a game that projects to be a high over under. So I really like DJ Dallas. Um, comparing him with a couple other guys kind of in that range as well. Um, if we're looking at DJ Dallas or someone like uh, Zach Moss for the Bills and that same game against the Seahawks, I'm more confident in DJ Dallas. Uh, I think Zach Moss, he projects to have a, a pretty good floor. It looks like he's going to give you somewhere around uh, like 8 to eight to 15 touches a game, uh, which is good. The only issue is, is that Josh Allen's always going to be stealing that rushing upside of a rushing touchdown. Um, and then if they're down in the game, Zach Moss is probably the go-to back out of the backfield. But Devin Singletary does still get a couple of targets out of the backfield. So volume-wise, I think Dallas is a better play this week just because you know he's going to get all the touches in that backfield. Um, DeAndre Swift against the Vikings this is another comp we can look at too. Um, Swift had that breakout game a couple weeks ago, but since then has been slightly disappointing. Um, this week against the Vikings, I think you can play him, but I, I would still go with DJ Dallas over Swift. Um, I think that Adrian Peterson and Kerryon Johnson will always be chipping in here and there, which is always going to kind of hurt DeAndre Swift's value. Um, and then looking at someone like Antonio Gibson, who I'm high on normally for the next couple weeks even as well, but um, it's the same thing. He's going to cede touches to McKissick. Um, it's a game that uh, they do project to be up, but projects to also be pretty close. And so I think that uh, if they are down any point in the game, they might start to use McKissick a little more than uh, Gibson, which they shouldn't. I like Gibson, but um, I still think DJ Dallas just because of the volume. Um, I think he's a play over those, those three guys this week. Uh, like I said, between him and Antonio Gibson, it's close, but I think I got to go with DJ Dallas. Um, next running back we can look at is uh, James Conner for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, absolutely smash play of the week. Play him. Uh, that Dallas run defense is terrible, and they give up tons of points to the running back. Um, and a game that projects to have a low over-under uh, start of the week for, for me at running back with James Conner. Um, Leonard Fournette this week, Fournette. Uh, plays the New Orleans Saints, and the uh, the Saints give up the six fewest points to the running back position. So it's not a good start this week. Um, it's difficult because he's got a shared backfield with uh, with Rojo, uh, Ronald Jones in the backfield, and uh, Rojo usually gets a good amount of um, uh, backfield touches. He was doing great before Fournette came back from injury, and now that Fournette is back. Uh, last week, he had 15 carries for 52 yards and uh, six targets out of the backfield. 
So um, good news for him that he kind of cut into uh, Rojo's workload. I don't like him as much just, be, just because of the matchup. But I think that if the Buccaneers um, are down in this game, they project to be up, um, but it is a close one. If they project to be down, I think they could be throwing. And with Fournette's six targets last week, it looks like he might be getting a good amount of uh, targets out of the backfield. So he's a desperate play if you need it. Um, and then it looks like, let's see, the next running back we got is Justin Jackson playing against the Vegas Raiders. Jackson's actually one of my plays of the week. Uh, Troy Main Pope, a third string running back who was uh, looking like he might have a little bit of a role with this team, uh, is not going to play this week. He's injured. And uh, Joshua Kelly has looked very unimpressive. But, uh, you know, Jackson, Justin Jackson passes the eye test. So I think you can go ahead and start him and fire him up this week in a good spot. Um, Josh Jacobs is the other running back that I kind of wanted to talk about. And Josh Jacobs has been difficult. He's been very up and down. Usually uh, plays well when the Raiders are winning in games. Um, however, this week he's going against the Chargers. The Chargers are projected to win this game. But Vegas also uh, gives up, let's see, uh, the Chargers. The Chargers give up the 10th most fantasy points to the running back position. So um, I do think you can start Josh Jacobs, um, but I'm worried that the Chargers are going to give him a lot of attention, that we stack the box with seven or eight guys. Um, so what I would say for Josh Jacobs is uh, temper your expectations, but um, you're starting him 100%. Uh, the other running back kind of looking at is uh, David Johnson. David Johnson's he's looked okay this year. He's looked kind of slow, not like his, um, his David Johnson self of yesteryears. But he plays the Jaguars this week, and Jaguars give up the six most fantasy points to the running back position. Um, so in a good matchup. Also, um, side note, there are projected uh, thunderstorms for the game. Uh, usually when it's rainy or snowy, uh, running back is usually a better play. And so just because of that, um, also the Texans project to be up in this game. I really like David Johnson this week, and uh, I think he gets in the end zone once, maybe even twice this week, um, and has a good rushing game as well. Um, and then the other running back uh, that I was looking at here was a Brian Hill for the Atlanta Falcons against the Denver Broncos. Personally, this week, I'm not playing any Falcons running backs against the Broncos because the Broncos have a very good defense against the run, give up the ninth fewest fantasy points to the running back position in a full PPR league. So uh, Brian Hill, uh, I think he looks better, honestly, than Todd Curley at this point right now, um, even out of the backfield as well, receiving uh, but not this week against the Broncos. Um, and then uh, LaMichael Pirine. A lot of people have had questions about Pirine because he's a guy who's kind of on the waiver wire, someone you can pick up, maybe you can start, because the New England defense does give up a lot of points to the running back position. They're very, very friendly against it. But um, I don't think Gore or Pirine are the answer. Um, personally, I have just a rule of thumb to not play any Jets unless... Their name is Jamison Crowder, but we will talk about Crowder a little later in this episode as well. Um, so no to Michael P. Ryan. Um, all right, so kind of moving over to the wide receiver positions now. Uh, Terry McLaurin. McLaurin's got a good matchup this week against the New York Giants. Uh, New York Giants give up the ninth most fantasy points to the wide receiver position in a full PPR league. Um, McLaurin has been pretty good and uh, we always thought that he was quarterback proof uh, week 5 came out and only got you uh, 3 catches for 26 yards and we were worried about him but the target volume has still been there every single game this year 7 or more targets 
I think that you can start Terry McLaurin this week in a game that projects to be close. I think he's going to get a lot of volume, and he's a great play this week. Uh, Robbie Anderson. And I kind of wanted to talk about the Panthers wide receivers in general. I'll talk about DJ Moore a little later. Right now I want to talk about Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel. So um, Robbie Anderson is obviously the one on this team. However, the Kansas City Chiefs have done a fantastic job against wide receiver position this year. They give up the fourth fewest points to that position in a full PPR and um, But, you know, I think the, the Panthers are going to have to be throwing the ball. Yes, CMC is back this week, which, you know, in my mind is actually going to cut into the volume of Robbie, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel a little bit. I think that CMC, while uh, Mike Davis was doing a good job in getting looks out of the backfield, McCaffrey's a different player. And I think that his target share out of the backfield as a receiver is going to kind of cut into these other wide receivers' workloads. So... Um, I don't love Robbie Anderson this week, but I think you're playing him because you probably don't have a lot of other options. Uh, Curtis Samuel's a full fade for me, uh, especially now that McCaffrey's back. He's not going to have the volume. He had a good game this last week, um, but he only had three catches, and two of them were touchdowns. So I uh, kind of lucked into a good play last week, but I don't think the volume's going to be there, and I think he is, um, at this point, pretty expendable, uh, maybe even droppable in some leagues. Uh, DJ Chark, I do think you can play DJ Chark this week in a good matchup against the Texans. They project to be down. My only worry is, how is Jake Luton going to fare? New quarterback coming in, Jake Luton. Uh, Luton, those targets. Uh, he's probably he, he's probably going to be okay. He's got a good matchup with the Texans to play in. But uh, rookie, first start, that worries me. And so um, Chark, I think... Think, I think you can give him a shot this week, but it's uh, scary doing that. Um, so if I had to pick between someone like Chark or Robbie Anderson, I'm playing Robbie Anderson simply due to the volume. Um, but I, I do think Chark's an okay play. Uh, Robbie Anderson also, uh, lowest amount of targets this year in one game, five targets, which is still really good. Um, all right, so let's look at some other wide receivers now. Uh, let's go to Devontae Parker. Um, I don't really love Devontae Parker. Tua has not looked great in that offense last week. Um, and uh, from what I heard, his teammates have been encouraging him, trying to lift him up and uh, help him get restarted for the game this week, uh, which is great and all. But I'm not sure that the Cardinals are going to be so willing to give up as many points to uh, the wide receiver position this week. Um, they're okay. They're middle of the pack, uh, 17th fewest to the wide receiver position fantasy. But I don't love Devontae Parker this week. Uh, Tua only targeted Devontae twice last week. One catch, three yards. Yes, it was a touchdown, which kind of saved his fantasy day. But um, until we've seen that Tua is going to be hyper-targeting Devontae Parker, kind of like Fitzpatrick did, I don't think you can really trust him. Uh, Brandon Cooks this week. I love Brandon Cooks. I think he's going to get a good amount of targets. Uh, and a game that projects to be a high-scoring game. So start up Brandon Cooks. Um, in the same game where we had talked about DJ Chark, uh, I am off of Keelan Cole this week simply because of Jake Luton. We don't know his tendencies. We don't know who he's going to be throwing to. And with Chark projecting to be the one, I would think that Luton's common sense would be to just uh, hyper-target Chark. Um, I'm not sure if he's a guy that spreads the ball around too much. We'll find out this week. 
but um, for now, I don't think you can start Q and Cole. Um, I think if you have a better option on your bench, you should go with that. Um, which brings me to uh, Marquise Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um, he's been okay this year. He has not seen a ton of volume. Um, he's got a lot of air yards this year. He's third in air yards this season, uh, which means that um, whether whether it's completed or incompleted passes, um, how many yards he gets targeted downfield, um, and so he's had the he's had the opportunity but hasn't capitalized. It's kind of been on Lamar this year. Lamar's regressed quite a bit, but um, the Colts have a good defense. They give up the 16th fewest fantasy points to the wide receiver position. With Marquise Brown, I do think the breakout is coming. And um, I, I think that it's going to get there. Uh, end of the season schedule is fantastic. Really opens up for him. But I think if you have him this week, I think you're starting him. He's the wide receiver one in the Ravens offense. And yes, he's only caught two touchdowns the entire year. But this week, I do think he's going to do a little bit better. Um, Mark Andrews has been a, a little off. Um, as of late and so I think because of that I think you can target Marquise Brown I think he's a decent start this week um, over some of the other guys I've mentioned uh, so let's see uh, let's go into some other wide receivers uh, Stephon Diggs uh, start of the week at the wide receiver position start him 100% but that kind of brings me to the other wide receivers for the Buffalo Bills this is a fantastic matchup matchup a dream matchup for the Buffalo Bills so what I've done, I have uh, Cole Beasley in one of my leagues, and I'm starting him. It's going to be a bit risky, but I think the Bills project to be down in this game. They need to be throwing. Seahawks give them most points to wide receiver position. I think Cole Beasley's a good start, and I even think John Brown is a good start this week. John Brown has kind of been a one-touch guy, deep threat, um, and even more than Steph Diggs, and he's healthy this week. Um, so I think that John Brown, I think you can flex him this week if you need to. Um, Michael Thomas, you're starting him 100%. He's back in lineups this week, finally. Um, and he should have a big role in this game. Um, even though the Buccaneers are great against wide receivers, I still think he's going to get targeted quite a bit, and the volume should be there if you're playing him. Uh, Mikkel Hardman. Mikkel Hardman's a tough guy because the Chiefs offense is so cloudy. You have so many options in the Chiefs offense. Um, and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill have been there. And gotten a lot of the work. Um, and Michael Hardman's kind of been there. But the thing is, is Sammy Watkins, uh, he's been practicing this week. Let me check on Sammy Watkins' status real quick. Looks like he's a questionable. Um, yeah, it looks like he's, he's questionable for this game this week. Going to be a game time call. I don't know if you can trust Sammy Watkins, but uh, if he's out... I think Mikkel Hardman's an okay play. Uh, the difficult thing with Mikkel Hardman is the volume definitely won't be there. Mahomes spreads the ball out. So with, Mah or with uh, Mikkel Hardman, you're kind of hoping for a one-touch score, one-catch, 50-yard touchdown. I mean, he can give that to you. He has done that before. But I'm not saying that uh, he's necessarily someone you should depend upon. So uh, lower your expectations for Mikkel Hardman. The Panthers have been very good against the wide receiver position. But this is the Chiefs. So I think you can absolutely start Michael Hardman if you need it. But I would say be wary. Um, Christian Kirk, a guy that's been getting a lot of buzz lately, has been doing very well. Um, the volume hasn't necessarily been there every week. But last week, or week seven that he played, he had eight targets. Week five, he had seven targets. 
Um, so, and he's had five touchdowns on the year, which means that Kyler Murray is looking for him in the end zone. Uh, he can get a lot of yards after catches after the catch as well. They're playing the Dolphins this week, which is uh, kind of a mediocre matchup. Twelfth uh, most fantasy points the wide receiver position, so it's okay. But uh, I think Kyler Murray is going to be targeting DeAndre Hopkins quite a bit. Uh, my question is whether or not Larry Fitzgerald or Christian Kirk will play in the slot this week. Uh, Fitz has been playing in the slot quite a bit lately, which worries me for Christian Kirk. But I think that Kirk's going to be an okay flex play this week because the Dolphins are a team that never lie down. Um, if they're smart, they're going to crowd DeAndre Hopkins and Chase Edmonds this week and take them away. And if they do that, that will definitely open the door for Christian Kirk. So I think he is a flex-worthy start this week. Um, so go ahead and fire him up into your starting lineups. Um, quarterback position. Uh, real quick, the quarterback position this week for streaming is a little more difficult. But uh, I love Justin Herbert and I love Josh Allen for this week. Um, probably two guys that are my favorite quarterbacks to start this week. Um, at the tight end position, uh, Eric Ebron is a guy I kind of wanted to uh, to brush over. Um, I'm, I've seen a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of hype with him lately. Uh, his targets have, have gone up lately, and uh, he had a touchdown last week, which really helped him uh, cement his spot in the top ten for tight ends last week. It plays the the Dallas Cowboys this week, and uh, it's kind of worrisome because. Big Ben has a tendency to throw more to his wide receivers, especially this year. Um, and then I think it's kind of more of just a James Conner game. They're going to blow the doors off of Dallas this week. So uh, Eric Ebron, I think you can start him if you need it, but don't expect a lot from him. Uh, should be a, more of a, a difficult matchup just because they're going to be up in this game and they're going to be running quite a bit. Um, I do think it's possible that they, that they get him a touchdown this week just because there's going to be a good amount of points scored by, by their offense. So if you ho you're hoping for a touchdown, go ahead and start him on that hope. Uh, but him over somebody like Mark Andrews, uh, that that's a tough one as well. Uh, the Ravens play the, the Colts, and the Colts give up the fewest fantasy points to the tight end position. They're very good against the tight end position. With Darius Leonard in the game covering Mark Andrews, I have to say that I feel more comfortable about Ebron this week over Mark Andrews. Um, something that I wouldn't normally say, but I think that Ebron's going to lock himself into a touchdown and just have a better week than Andrews. I don't think Andrews scores a touchdown this week either. Um, and then another tight end matchup that I was kind of looking at is Jimmy Graham or Trey Burton. Um, so this one's kind of a tougher one. Jimmy Graham this week plays against the Tennessee Thumbs, and I think that uh, he's going to score a touchdown this week. Uh, he's, he's got four touchdowns on the year, but he hasn't scored for the last three weeks. However, the target volume has been there in the last three weeks, eight, six, and seven targets. So I think he's going to get targeted a decent amount. He's probably the targets leader on this team after Allen Robinson. So if he's the second option in a game where they're projected to be down, throwing quite a bit, and um, the Titans somewhat friendly against the tight end position, uh, middle of the pack, I think that Jimmy Graham's probably going to be a better start than someone like Trey Burton. And Trey Burton, he's been doing all right lately as well. Uh, last week wasn't a great game. However, um, the week before that, he had four catches for 58 yards and a touchdown. Um, so Trey Burton's always live to score. Um, but 
The problem is he's also got Jack Doyle in the backfield. Mo Ali Cox is questionable coming into this week. If he plays, that tight end group gets even more clouded. So I would say Jimmy Graham's a better play um, than Trey Burton this week. Uh, at the defense, defense positions, um, starts that I think are good ones this week. The Steelers, obviously, against the Cowboys. Uh, Titans and the Bears. I think in that game, you can actually start both the Bears and Titans defense. Um, fun little fact, the Titans have not actually given up a QB1 performance since they played Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs. Uh, or sorry, the Bears. The Bears haven't given up a quarterback one performance since they played Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So Ryan Tannehill, bench him this week. Um, and go ahead and start your Bears defense. Uh, another two defenses in a, a game that I was looking at. Washington football team and the New York Giants. I think you can fire both these defenses as the offenses are not great and have a lot of injuries as well. Um, my preferred play, probably the Washington football team because the Giants running back situation is so bad. But uh, you can play both of them for sure. And then another one, I'm kind of the under-the-radar play this week that I think you can really play. I'm really high on the Arizona Cardinals defense. Uh, the reason is because Tua has not looked good in that offense. And yes, maybe he has a bounce-back game here in a, a decent spot against the Cardinals. But uh, I'm not trusting him until I see it. And... Um, that running back position is even worse. Myel Gaskin injured, out going to be going to be out at least three weeks, and the running back position is pretty murky there because Matt Breed has also got a hamstring injury, might not play. So I would say fire up your Cardinals defense. I think that's going to be the play of the week for me at the defense position. So let's just jump real quick into now some matchups, um, and just talk about a couple of players um, that I've been looking at in, uh, each of the matchups and we'll go pretty quickly through these matchups because we don't have Carl today and, uh, want to keep you guys from a snooze fest. So, uh, let's start off with the Seahawks and the Bills with a 55 point over under, uh, the Seahawks favored by three points. Um, and obviously if I've already mentioned the players, uh, I've talked about them, I won't mention them again. Um, if they are a stud player or I think that they're okay and a lock to play in your team, I probably won't mention them. Uh, also, on the other side, if they are not a good player or not a good matchup, I probably won't talk about them as well. Uh, just kind of use your common sense for that. But uh, the players that we're looking in between here, I will I will kind of talk about. Uh, in this game, Seahawks and Bills, Devin Singletary. He's been an object of discussion because he's kind of been splitting carries with Zach Moss. And it's hard with Singletary because you never know the week that he'll have a good week. You never know. Uh, Josh Allen kind of steals his touchdown upside. But so does Zach Moss. Uh, they're all kind of sharing the ball in that backfield as far as rushing. And a game that projects to be a high-scoring game where the Seahawks project to be winning. Uh, I think the Bills are going to need to throw the ball. And Zach Moss is more of a receiving back than Singletary. So I say that Singletary would be benched on my team this week. Would not be playing him. Unless you're really desperate. Uh, Broncos and Falcons, 50 or fifty point over under. Falcons, four point favorites. I like Noah Fant this week. Uh, I really think that Fant is a good tight end, not only this week, but for the rest of the season. Um, and then the Broncos are probably going to be throwing this game. Drew Locke's going to be looking for someone uh, to, to target. And I think Fant can be a guy this week who's got a big play upside. Uh, the age old question Phil Lindsay or Melvin Gordon? Now, personally, I've been higher on Philip Lindsay the entire season. Uh, even when he came back from injury, uh, I still felt like he had more of a burst. Uh, he passes more of the eye test than Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, 
Uh, doesn't look fantastic this year. Looks a little slower. And uh, I almost wonder if the contract's getting to him. He was given a big contract with big money. Phil Lindsay, been a guy who's been underrated his entire career. Uh, everyone said he's too small to play running back. And uh, I think that really lights a fire within him. Um, I think I like Phil Lindsay better this week than Melvin Gordon. And again, they also project to be down targeting the running back. I think that's Lindsay more. Um, but the Broncos, man, if they're smart, they got to start Philip Lindsay for now on uh, and sprinkle in Gordon just a little bit. Uh, so Phil Lindsay for me, uh, I think you can go ahead and start him with a good amount of confidence this week. Melvin Gordon, I am not so sure about. Um, with the, let's see, the wide receivers this week, uh, Jerry Judy, Judge Judy, I think you can give him a start this week in a game that projects to be a high over-under, lots of throwing for the Broncos. I think you'd start him. Tim Patrick was injured. He's going to play this week, though. I think you'd start Judy and Tim Patrick as good plays this week against the Falcons. And the only wide receiver for the Falcons I'm playing is Julio. Uh, we tried to do this when uh, Julio was injured and Calvin Ridley was in, and we couldn't find any other guy that Matt Ryan really targeted. Olamide Zacchaeus kind of played a little bit, but uh, then it was Christian Blake last week when Calvin Ridley went out. So I don't think you're going to know. So I would just say start Julio of the Falcons wide receivers. No other wide receivers for the Falcons. At running back, we kind of talked about Brian Hill being uh, better as than Todd Gurley passing the eye test a little more. But um, I don't like any of the running backs for the Falcons this week because the Broncos are very stingy against the run. Uh, the way to target the Broncos, if any, is through the air. Um, and Brian Hill is a better receiving back out of the backfield. And so if you're playing one, I'm actually going to play Brian Hill this week over Todd Gurley. But if you can, I would not play either of them. Uh, Bears and Titans, 46 point over under. The Titans are 6.5 point favorites. Uh, Darnell Mooney, I think, is a good play. Um, he's been looking good as of late, getting the targets. Uh, obviously, you've got Jimmy Graham there and Allen Robinson, but when that fails, um, it looks like Nick Foles has been targeting Darnell Mooney. Guy's not super known, um, but I do think he's got a good athletic profile, and um, the biggest thing is Nick Foles trusts him and has been throwing in the ball a lot. Targets have been there, but the catches really haven't been. It's been hard for Foles to kind of connect with him. But, um, you know, I think he's a good play this week because the Titans are very friendly, give the fourth most amount of points to the fantasy wide receiver position. Titans wide receivers, don't start any of them this week. Carl and I have had a uh, good long history talking about a uh, whole Corey Davis and A.J. Brown debate. But, um, and you know, I, I still... I. Yes, Corey Davis has had a good last couple of weeks. Good for him. So has A.J. Brown. I still think A.J. Brown with his athletic profile and his past is better than Corey Davis going forth. But this week, I'm not starting any Titans wide receivers because the Bears don't give up a lot of points to the wide receiver position. As I said before, I'm benching Ryan Tannehill, not playing him this week against the Bears. And then Johnny Smith, I think, is a good play, though. Um, if... Tannehill's going to be throwing the ball a bit in this game and targeting someone. Um, the Bears give up a fair amount of points to the tight end position, and so I think Johnny's going to be a sneaky play this week that maybe not a lot of people are thinking about. So I think other than, uh, I don't know, someone like Kelsey or uh, Waller or your staples at tight end, I think you start Johnny this week. Um, and then David Montgomery for the Bears. He's had a ton of volume but hasn't done a ton with it. But I think, you can, I think you can plug him in as a flex option this week. He'll be okay. Uh, Lions-Vikings, 54.5 uh, over under, with the Vikings being 3.5 point favorites. 
Uh, wide receivers for the Lions. Kenny Galladay is out. Marvin Jones, okay play this week. Um, but he's been so inconsistent this year, even with Galladay out or in, that I don't know you can really trust him. Uh, he's kind of a, a shoot-for-the-fence kind of player, and I think you can throw him in there if you need it. Um, the Vikings, though, a lot of questions about Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson. Which one do I pick? Um, you know, if I had to pick, I'm going with uh, Justin Jefferson this week based on a gut feeling. Uh, the Lions, if if they're smart on defense, they're going to cover Thielen. They're going to take him out of the equation. I think that's going to leave space for Justin Jefferson this week. And I think he has a pretty good game. I think you can go ahead and start him as a flex option. Thielen. He should be right there as well. You could go ahead and start him as a flex. I still like Justin Jefferson more. Um, Kirk Cousins at the, wide, or at the quarterback position for... Oh, that'd be bad if Kirk Cousins was a wide receiver. But he's a quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of people are, are hyping him up this week, saying it's going to be a great game. I'm not so sure. The Vikings are favored in this game, and the way you attack the Lions is definitely on the ground. They give up the third most amount of points to the running back position. I feel like Dalvin Cook's going to absolutely torch them. I don't love Kirk Cousins this week, but I think he's going to get enough points to make Justin Jefferson and Thielen somewhat viable. But I'm not loving Kirk Cousins this week. Start TJ Hawkinson at the tight end position for the, uh, the Detroit Lions. I think he's a good play this week and rest of season. All right, uh, looking at the Ravens and Colts, over under 44 points. Ravens, two-point favorites. Start J.K. Dobbins. Uh, he's a good play out of the backfield. The Colts don't give up a lot of points to the running back position, but I still think you can start him in a game that um, projects to have give the Ravens a lead. Him or Gus Bus, Gus Edwards. Uh, I think you can start both of them as flex options this week. Um, Colts, I'm not starting any of them. Don't start any of your Colts this week. The backfield's a mess. Phillip Rivers is a mess. The wide receivers are a mess. Don't do it. Bad idea. Uh, Panthers and Chiefs 50.5 over under. I like the uh, the Chiefs this week. Obviously, uh, you can start all your Chiefs, um, including Edwards Hilaire. You know, I I think Edwards Hilaire is he's had a bad rap lately. He's not gotten a lot of carries out of the backfield. He's been splitting time now with Le'Veon Bell. But this looks like a game where they'll be up. Yes, I know they've been up before and they've been still passing the ball, but they should be up in this game. I should be giving Edwards Hilaire a good amount of touches. Le'Veon Bell has not been super involved lately, even in a quote-unquote revenge game last week that did not turn out. Um, so go ahead and start Edwards Hilaire this week. And uh, on the Panthers' side of the ball, talked about the wide receivers. Um, obviously, you're starting CMC. Uh, let's go to the Texans and the Jags. 55.5 over under. The Texans are favored by 4.5 points in this game. Will Fuller... Is a good play this week. Him and Brandon Cooks, I think, are uh, wide receiver 1A and 1B. And uh, you can get good, consistent starts out of them every week unless they're playing a really good defense. But this week, Jags, not a good defense. Not worried about it. Start them up. Uh, James Robinson, dream matchups this week and next week against the uh, Houston Texans and the Green Bay Packers. You're starting Robinson. Um, he's been really underrated this year. Uh, really good running back, actually. And uh, getting all the, the target volume out of the backfield because uh, no one else is there to take it from him. Um, and then Jordan Aikens, we should pick up Jordan Aikens this week, tight end for the, uh, the Houston Texans. Uh, the Texans target their tight end a fair amount. Now, last week, both of them had zero points, both Aikens and Darren Fells. But 
Um, I think in a week-to-week basis, I think you can go ahead and start Aikens. Uh, I picked him up for a spot start next week when Travis Kelsey is on bye. And so I think he's available in your league. I think you can go ahead and start him this week and probably next week as well. Uh, Giants and the Washington football team over under a 42.5 points. Washington favored by 3.5. Start Sterling Shepard. He's looked like a wide receiver one since he's come back from injury. Even though the, the Washington football team are good against wide receiver positions, Giants project to be down in this game, throwing a lot. Start Sterling Shepard. Uh, Wayne Gallman, uh, not a great play this week, but he's going to get the volume for sure. So if you need a running back, uh, Wayne Gallman's on your waiver wire. Uh, he caught the touches last week and a, a garbage time touchdown. Uh, go ahead and start him. Uh, Raiders Chargers 55 point over under. Chargers 2.5 point favorites. Mike Williams. He's a good starter this week if he can stay healthy. The guy jumps up for like, I don't know, seven, jumps seven feet in the air to try and get the ball and then comes down and lands on his back every single time. So I'm worried about him getting injured in this game like he does almost every week. But if he can stay healthy in this game, I think he's a pretty good play. Uh, Raiders, I'm not starting any of them this week. I think the Chargers are actually going to have a pretty good day defensively. Um, obviously, you're starting Josh Jacobs. Um, but like I, t- I talked about, um, kind of temper your expectations with Josh Jacobs. Um, while Henry Ruggs could be a play, I'm not really into it. Uh, Darren Waller, I guess you're going to start Darren Waller. But uh, no, none of the wide receivers I don't think are going to be viable this week. Um, and then the Steelers and the Cowboys... Uh, it's it's almost polar opposites. Start your Steelers. Don't start any of your Cowboys. Done. Yes. No. Even Zeke. Even Amari Cooper. I have Zeke in one of my leagues, and it's not been a fun experience. I can tell you right now. I'm not starting him this week. Um, no Cowboys. Don't do it. Dolphins and Cardinals. Forty-seven point five over under. Cardinals are five point five point favorites. Don't start Dolphins running backs. It's kind of a mess back there, like I talked about. You're starting most of your Cardinals like I had mentioned earlier. Uh, also, fun little fact, Chase Edmonds, start of the week. Uh, he's going to be good while Kenyon Drake's gone, so you're starting him every week that Kenyon Drake is not there. Hope he kind of runs away with the job as well. Uh, he's looked better. Saints and Buccaneers, 54.5 point over under. And uh, Buccaneers favored, favored by four points. Jared Cook. Um, Jared Cook has not been a highly owned tight end in a lot of leagues this year. But if you do have him, go ahead and start him. He's been good. He's been getting end zone looks this year. Um, not a lot of other looks. Not a high-volume guy by any means. But uh, I don't know. If the Saints are on the 50-yard line at midfield, maybe he's always live to have a 50-yard touchdown catch at any point, which you know makes him a top-10 tight end automatically. So uh, start your Jared Cooks. Antonio Brown in this game. First game back from suspension. The hype train. Woo! Okay, Antonio Brown. You know what? I think you can start him this week. If there's one thing I know about Tom Brady, who is my favorite quarterback in the NFL, uh, he likes to get guys involved. Antonio Brown has been living with Tom Brady lately. Uh, you know, kind of a, uh, that would worry me as uh, if I were Tom Brady. But um, good guy, you know, having Antonio Brown stay at him with his ho- in his house and his family. I think in this game, Antonio Brown coming back, Brady's going to hyper-target Antonio Brown. I think I think this might be one of his best games of the season uh, against the Saints. Uh, Saints will be also worried about Chris Godwin, but I think you can start Godwin because Brady targets him as well. But Mike Evans, I think, is going to be the odd man out this week, and that's probably going to be the case for a good amount of the season. Uh, I'm really worried about Mike Evans, not only this week, but rest of the season. Uh, Jets and Patriots, last game to look at. 41 point over under. 
Patriots favored by 7.5 or Patriots are favored in this game by 7.5 points. Damian Harris start him. Um, Patriots project to be up and if they need to run the ball, they give the ball to Damian Harris. Um, also start Cam. I think that with his rushing upside and his passing upside and the Jets' awful defense, I think you can go ahead and start him this week as a streaming option. Um, and then the Jets, looks like Jamison Crowder might play in this game. He's questionable on game-time decision. Um, if he does play, I would not say to start him. The Patriots always take away your best option, and if Crowder's playing, that's him. So uh, don't start any of the Jets this week. Um, I don't really like them in a game where the Patriots project to win this game by a good amount of points. So um, that's kind of the rundown I'm going to be giving you guys for this week. Stay tuned for next week. Carl should be back and healthy, hopefully. Uh, we're hoping that he is able to get better this week from his illness. And uh, we'll both be bringing you um, some stats and some starts of the week next week for week 10. Thank you all for your time today. Really, really appreciate it. Good luck with your matchups this week. Hope you guys all win your matchups and have a fantastic week. Thank you. Bye.